When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the Brighton Rock podcast with me, Russell Guyver, and with him, Peter Marsh. Hello, Peter. Hi, Russ. How's things? Look, yeah, not too bad. I see you're, uh, you're lurking in the dark in your um, underlit room. Brilliant. Cup of tea at the ready. This is proper sensible working, Peter, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest, I'm not that sensible in working because <laughs> I'm not because I'm doing the podcast now, but uh, yeah. Well, good to see you as always. We are this time not in the pub. Yeah, we're just doing this from home. Um, I thought we'd better give our, um, our our poor livers a break, really, um, after what we did last week <laughs> and in the weeks before. Um, so just a shorter one, really, and um, with you. And then I'm probably going to be catching up with Simon, Simon Tipple, a former guest of ours, who um, is a good mate of mine. He's coming up to watch Enfield against Boreham Wood, a um, pre-season non-league friendly Fantastic. It's just one up, just up the road from me. So we're going to go along to that. Um, don't know if we might be able to do some kind of a feature from there. Might get chatting to a couple of the local fans, but I'm going to have a word with Simon. So that'll, that'll represent part two of this podcast, most probably. Um, but with you, Peter, just wanted to catch up on a few bits and pieces. It's been a pretty quiet week, hasn't it, overall? Uh, yeah, it feels like it's all gone, all the rumour mill's gone very quiet, really. And slightly mm. concerningly, considering... I suppose the uh, the news on Lamptey and other players and that sort of thing, you know, the fact that he didn't play in a friendly this weekend and, yeah, there's talk of him missing the start of the season and obviously one or two others like Duncan Webster didn't play at a weekend as well. So, but again, we yeah. could be sort of defenders, ironically, which considering the number we feel like we have. Yeah, depending if you count any of the youth players, I, I suppose yeah, that I mean, might preclude loans that might have otherwise happened for them. Or, or delay yeah, loans, at least. The interesting thing I thought the weekend was, I mean, we'll probably go into it more detail, is he he played uh, Songui and Ten, Tenimowo or something. I think he, I'm not sure I pronounced his name. Over Van Heck and um, Roberts, which I thought was interesting. Whether that meant mm. that they would be on loan, they those two are going on loan soon, or whether it meant he rates them high, more highly, or I don't know. It's an interesting one. Because obviously, yeah. Oscar played and seemed <laughs> to do pretty well from what everyone was saying. And there was a lot of talk on social media about giving Oscar God a chance. Yeah, Ostercard in general is, is kind of finding favour, isn't he? With a lot of fans that have watched these friendlies that have been played. We'll, we'll briefly touch on those in a moment. But um, I think, yeah, the teething troubles with injuries at the beginning of the season in, in pre-season training in those first friendlies and even in the first competitive games of the season are are pretty typical. Um, you're always going to get people missing out or they're maybe doing other stuff in their fitness build-up that precludes them from playing. But it is a bit worrying, certainly on Lamptey, the Lamptey front, because we've seen him in training and now he's... He's disappeared again, and there are rumours, yeah, of anything up to October, I'm hearing. Um, if it was as bad as that, that would obviously be terrible, given that we have sold White and we were hoping that Feldman slips into the White position, Lamptey takes, takes back over at right back or right wing back. Um, as you said, we're, we're limiting our options a bit there. Hopefully, it's nothing serious if it is anything at all. And, um, yeah, it's, it's quite nerve-wracking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you'd already missed that, what... Eight months or whatever sort of thing. Because he, he was out at the end of last year. I think wasn't he last calendar year? So yeah. yeah, it's not ideal if you have 
still missing nine months later, you know, into September or something. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you wonder if you wonder if you'll have the same pace that he had, you know, that Newcastle game where he absolutely terrorised them. Um, if you wonder if he has the same pace by the time he comes back. But I mean, it's, it's a classic problem for players who have, you know, who are so quick that, you know, certain Will Buckley, I would say, use as an example, who had a hamstrings that seem to go quite regularly. Yeah, a few people have, met, have mentioned him, likened him in the in this situation, thinking, is this going to be one of those scenarios? Hopefully not. You could say to a certain extent, Michael Owen, I think, was yeah. affected by that, wasn't he, as well? Although he beefed himself up and became a different kind of striker, maybe actually solved some of his injuries later on. But um, the best of he his quite, earlier quite, days... Quite early, didn't he? And mm, quite early. Yeah, uh, it's a worry. Um I mean, I wonder, Kabovnik hasn't really featured much either. So I'm wondering mm. if he's not being considered as the alternative short-term option, um, which does mean, yeah, if that's the case, then we are looking for, for more. I know we've got players that can play there. Obviously, Grosh has played there. I don't think he was very good there, particularly. I mean, he did a good job, but he didn't do a good job, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um going to the first game of the season with Grosh or Alza at, at winning yeah. back. I mean, the other option, obviously, yeah. is to go four at the back and with the option of extra player in midfield, especially if Moda's back and he can sit maybe play the deeper role with Vasuma, which might mm. be going further forward or something. And and then you've got yeah. more cover for the, the extra man at the back. But even then yeah. you're left with the option of either playing probably Burn or March at left back, neither of which mm. are ideal. You know, it's like March is yeah. not a left back. He's a left wing back, and that's fine. He can get up and down, but he has a cover, but he's not a left back. And no, Burn right. is a left back either. So... And- March's injury record isn't 100% brilliant either, yeah. of course. So there is, there is a possibility of further problems that way. We, well, yeah, uh, speaking, we're, we're looking because... a bit light at fullback, I'd say. Obviously, if we, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming even if we sign the, a tennis player, Cucciarella, that um, he won't be fit, you know, available for the start of the season. By the time he's come back, he's fine. And then also probably had to, um, you know, isolate for a few days, whatever, at least. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Um, I've had a message actually. Anyone else, and well, Baluta, but obviously, we don't need to really seem to get a look in. But certainly, McAllister, and if we sign Picturella or whatever, then it won't be available immediately. Yeah, there's a, there's a post on one of the WhatsApp groups, uh, my WhatsApp group, saying uh, somebody's read that Getafe president um, has said the strongest offer for Kukurea is from an English club and that the player has been offered a great contract that he would be willing to accept. So that would be good news if it is us. Um, he goes on to say that the deal will not be concluded until after the Olympic Games, uh, which is, of course, um, right. yeah, he's representing Spain. Very, very like him asking for a better offer. Yeah, which is my, my worrying. Is, I mean, the club don't like dealing with situations like that where people leak stuff and people say stuff. It's almost saying, well, we will sell him to, to X or ever probably. I mean, most people will assume it's us because obviously we've been linked the most in England. Um, hmm. But if yeah, if bigger club X Y come along, then he definitely would take that. And yeah, I mean, makes me quite suspicious, really. So hmm. yeah, well, I'm I'm sure things will settle down a little bit. With there will be acquisitions before the season. Some of those people hopefully are in some kind of training already. Um, things could be a lot worse, of course, Peter. They could be. We could be Derby County. Robin on WhatsApp actually has put um, Derby apparently have only nine players in their squad as we speak. This. Uh, Tuesday lunchtime, and um, it, it, uh, apparently two of those are goalkeepers, and one of them, I don't know if he means one of the goalkeepers or one of the nine mm-hmm. altogether, Jason Knight, and I don't know who he is. He's a central midfielder. midfielder. Yeah, he's now out for three months after being injured by Wayne Rooney in training. <laughs> the Derby way, he concludes. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Um, if that's true, that's hilarious. Of course, they Rooney's in the news for other reasons this week as well. Up. I don't know if they ever actually agreed on what happened with Derby and Wickham either, and whether because I mean I'm assuming that they're not going to be like sequential from last season, but the logical thing is they will be this season. Yeah. Mm, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's interesting. Um, in terms of general football news, there's not much either. I don't think there's a lot of everything slowed down a lot. I think the Olympics might be part of that reason. People on extended leave after the Euros as well, yeah. which of started like later anyway. Other people start kind of joint to move as well. I yeah, mean, this always happens, doesn't it? I mean, there's Everyone's... a spell where you know Varane goes to United and then United then sell a centre back and then there's an ongoing saga from that and people drop down. One of the people who's available again, according to the rumour mill, is um, Dan James. Obviously, we've been mm. linked with before and Potter previously managed. Yeah, yeah. It would be a good good addition, I think. That could be quite interesting if people could do that. So. I think he'd be more direct than our current. Maybe his, his end product's not perfect, but he'd be more direct than our current um, front line. He'd be, more, he'd be quicker and he'd offer something, yeah, if you say, a bit different. And we all know that from a team, from what, how teams have dealt with Lampy, that teams don't like being run out by, you know, the quick attacking players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in other matters, um, one signing we have made is for the women's team. Um, somebody I know posted that up as a new signing and hadn't read it properly <laughs> and then noticed WSL. Um, Brian F signed, uh, delighted to confirm the signing of winger Rinsola Babajide on a season-long loan from Championship Club Liverpool. Liverpool got relegated the season before last and was surprised uh, to find they weren't able to get promoted back the first time of asking. So maybe that's helped us get this loan. 23-year-old Londoner, player of the season during her first season with Liverpool in nineteen twenty season and her former earned her a call-up to the England training squad last season. And she's gone on record on the quotes on the Albion website as saying that so she thinks Hope Powell will be really good for her development. Um, so, yeah, that's one signing at least. And maybe we should do a feature on the women's game, actually, at some point soon. Yeah. Uh, I think that's overdue, isn't it? But um, anyway, it does look like things are con- continuing to move in the right direction for the for the women's team, which is great to see. Had a really good season, finished just in the top half, um, our highest ever position. And looking like we're trying to build on that for this year as well, which is and in great the, to and see. in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup from last year as well, I think it stopped at the end of the season. Yeah, um, that's right. And signed Dan, Daniel Carter for the fee as yeah. well, a record fee for us, uh, which we mentioned on last week's episode. Um, so all good for those guys. Um, general football news, so going back to the men's game, um, John Terry apparently is leaving... Aston Villa, um, he wants to fulfil his ambition of being a football manager. Um, he says that there's no specific plans at the moment, but I'm wondering if he might get linked with the Swansea job being taken out. I don't think it has. has no, it? it hasn't, and the, the QPR assistants turned it down, apparently. It sounds like oh, right. uh, Cooper quit, from what I heard, because uh, they were about to sell their captain for Fulham for £4 million or something like that, and it's not like they weren't going to replace him, so, or at least not mm. with any of that money anyway. Yeah, so there's that. Um, there's a few other things in the general football world. I, I haven't actually got info to hand, but I, I recall seeing that um, there's been some more talk about the, uh, well, a lot of criticism about the um, dementia and the impact of concussions, etc., in the game. Um, heavy criticism of the PFA and the FA, um, saying that the PFA should have been hounding the FA to get stuff done and the FA have been effectively incompetent they pretty much said uh, the report that's gone out um, there's also been, yeah um, there's been a report saying that some um, people that think 
racism is a problem in football uh, it's gone up from i think it was 53 percent of a ugov survey has gone up to 71 percent i'm astounded only 71 percent think it's a problem i can only assume that the uh the, the rest of them are um, are actual racists i can't see why you wouldn't think it's a problem it clearly is it's it's rife anyway moving on from that subject um there's not been much else there to discuss anything you've picked up on peter no it's last... very 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 quiet to be honest i mean yeah there was a you're saying there's a few friendlies that Albion had recently. Um, hmm. So the the young, the under twenty threes got beaten six 0 was it by Sutton United? Yeah, excellent result. <laughs> Rather unfortunate. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't the under twenty threes. It was the under eighteens because most of the under twenty threes are seemingly training with the you know the main team. Um, yeah, that's and true. Quite a lot yeah. of under eighteens mainly and that sort of thing. Um, and they then went and lost on a game where no one was talking about Stockport one 0 which. Funnily enough, wasn't mentioned too much after the yeah. Sutton one, which was broadcast. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't covered, it. was it? It's a lot made of it, but it was. Yeah, I mean, it was the under 18s playing yeah. against the team, you know, who were probably a week ahead of them in pre-season as well. You know, it's like. Yeah, and speaking of being ahead of in pre-season, the Rangers game, uh, we got a goalless draw at Ibrox in front of eight thousand fans. First time Rangers fans have had, I think. Um, any attendance for 18 months or something. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, essentially not a bad result, really, all things considered, given that um, Rangers went on to beat Real Madrid the next day 2-1. Yes, the personnel might be different, but I'm, I don't know I'm how choosing to ignore prepared. that. <laughs> yeah, but they're further into their preparations, aren't they? Because their season's already pretty much underway now with qualifiers and stuff starting imminently. Um, the Sutton game, was that, um, was that friendly or was that in the Johnson Paint thing? That's the friendly yeah, because I think we've got Sutton, haven't we, in our group as well? Is that right, or am I, I imagining that? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, um, speaking of the youngsters, there is one bit of good news that we've had. That, um, Andrew Moran has signed his first professional deal with us, apparently. Very exciting young prospect, striker. Um, haven't had a chance to see him, um, really, um, barring a very fleeting glance or two. Um, looks a good prospect, from what I'm... Or sounds a good prospect, sorry, from what I'm hearing. Um, have you had a chance to see any of him, or what, what do you make of that? No, I've, I've heard quite, yeah, really promising things, though. Um, hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, nothing definitive, but, yeah, it sounds like a really yeah, positive move. And there was another player who I can't remember, is that, I mean, two, two Chain or something like that, or Chain, also signed hmm. a, 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 a yeah, contract as well. So the club don't seem to be announcing them, but they, if the player's just going to put them out on the Twitter feed, which is where it goes on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Positive, yeah, to get them. I mean, he sounds like the kind of the, the best prospect of our, our of our under 18s or whatever else is coming through. So it's really positive. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, we're still waiting to try and get some word from Billy, the Brentford fan, who's a podcaster, who we're trying trying to get on the show. Um, we're trying our latest attempt to get him on when we go to the pub next Tuesday, um, haven't heard back from him yet. He's really kind of notoriously flaky with con with communications. Um, we did have him lined up a few weeks ago and he had to pull out and then he's been away somewhere, ironically Brighton, actually, the last couple of weeks. Um, and um, I, I'm not sure if he's going to be available, but we'll try and get him on it. That's one of the things we're planning over the next few weeks. It would be good to get some Norwich and Watford um, input as well, see what they think um, about their forthcoming seasons. What, what, do, what do you reckon about the new guys coming up, just looking at the face of it? Brentford have made some good signings, haven't they? Ager, is it the guy I think they've signed from Celtic? Um, yeah. It's, fee. Obviously, Celtic had a bit of a terrible season last year, so it's, a bit, it's debatable hmm. how, um, yeah, how, it's, how it went as a result of that. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think Norwich have potentially, despite Sterling Buendia, probably been possibly the most 
promising of a lot. You know, I think the signing of um, Rashika is a decent, decent move for them. Um, I know they were in for, for Christopher Ayer as well. Um, didn't get him, but they've, they've got one of the other options in midfield. Obviously, Gilmore's a pretty interesting signing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brentford, I think, I kind of feel in Brentford is going to be a bit too open. I thought that with Leeds, but Leeds obviously are managed by Bielsa and have more quality, you know, obviously more quality. Brentford just won the, got through from the playoffs. Didn't, you know, Leeds won the, the league at a, you know, a counter. Hmm. I can't help feeling they're going to be a bit too open. Yeah. What I, I think depends probably. on Saar again. I mean, he was obviously you know, superb for them second half of their last season in the Premier League. If he can find that sort of form and they've got the players around him, then then um, who knows? Yeah, I mean, look at look at Watford. I think Saar is the standout for me. Um, I don't see a lot else in there that really impresses me. And I, I guess you could say just one unlucky injury away from being in a pretty weak position. If that, yeah, if that's a, a true inf- impression that I've got. Um, yeah, I do see. I I got to say, when all said and done, you look at it and you think probably the same three go back down again. I mean, Daniel Fark has done a great job at Norwich. He's got them promoted yeah. two promotion campaigns out of two. Um, he certainly deserves the new contract which he signed this week I think it is um, which is something like another five year deal and I honestly think they would stick with him if they went down again and I think you that would be the it. right move um, yeah. they've got but the I best chance because they've had the be, experience they'll be bottom five I think yeah. Um, yeah. all three of them Couldn't, I mean there's always one team with a bad seat you just have to hope it's not us don't you it's kind of, yeah. I mean there's always someone who, who drops down and you know comes close even if they don't actually go down or Crystal yeah. Palace, please, and Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> and Palace have started signing players now. Yeah, so they're one or two quite good players. So hmm. quite annoying. They've got the, the young lad from Reading who apparently is quite relate, uh, rated, isn't he? Is it Elise? Elise, but he's injured actually apparently yeah. for like three months, apparently, along with Elise. Oh, same as. Day, so, yeah. Um, as they as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The, and I mean, Gray, the defender, it's hard to know how he'll do. You know, there's like all these Palace fans on Facebook and or on Twitter, mm. sorry, saying. Um, and in on the North Stand chat as well, gloating about their signings, about how they're so much better than our players and how Gray is, <laughs> really? better, than, you know, Gray is better than Webster and that sort of thing. It's like, well, Webster has two years of experience in the, from the Champions you know, from the Premier League. And, and they're, all, all, experience. they're all experts on Gray, of course, having followed him yeah. week to week in the, in the possibility of signing him. The irony is that the stupid thing is that they're then saying that we can't say anything about Moipu because we've never seen him play. And it's like, well, how's that work? So you're saying that your players are best when you've never seen them play, but then suddenly, yeah. I mean, the one that worries me, and I hope it, it looks like it's going through, I hope it doesn't, but it does look like going through Landerson, who obviously was superb for Fulham last year. Yeah. Um, mm. And would be a really, you know, a real shame. I, w- I would have yeah. thought he could have got a better club than Palace, personally. I would have thought... I personally would as well, not, not just saying that because of Palace, but actually, yeah, generally... No, I, mean, you know, think... I would have thought he could get a better club than us as well. I mean, I... I think yeah. he, you know, he, he did so well at Fulham. He was the reason that Fulham went from being very, you know, kind of defective, conceding a lot of goals. Him and Ariola were the two reasons yeah. they went from conceding a lot. I, to... I think that'd be a shrewd move for for an Everton or a, a club like that, actually. Yeah, Easily. exactly. Or a West Ham, someone who has yeah. much bigger ambitions than hmm. than um, yeah. bigger ambitions than Palace. I, I would have said it's a weird move for him, but hmm. anyway. I think so. And also Ariola, I'm speaking of West Ham as well and Fulham. Ariola, who was on loan at Fulham, excellent last season. Um, couldn't save them, but he, he did well himself. And he's apparently of interest to them. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I mean, they've thrown a lot of money around West Ham, but apparently one of their guys, I think it's one of the Czech guys, is not Su Czech, the other guy. Um, yeah, yeah. He's um, not happy with the negotiations. He's feeling a bit insulted by the offer he's been given. And um, 
yeah, negotiations are ongoing with him. So they're being stingy in weird sort of ways there, because I think he, they've both done quite well, the chat lads, haven't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Suchet's so, the one who's probably more, you know, more obvious because he gets goals mm. and that sort of thing. But Suchet has had a really good season last season. Yeah, that's it. Um, not much else to discuss, except one other thing from me, Peter, unless you've got anything you can think of as well, was just talking about passports. They were talking about the passports for... Um, for COVID vaccinations, for mm. the people attending games. Um, it sounds like it's on the cards. We're not sure. I don't think anything's been finally confirmed, has it yet? But the proposal is to introduce it by a certain point in the um, in the season. Is it October, I think, they said, or the end of September, mm. something like that, if it does go through. How do you feel about that? I mean, you've, you've been double vaccinated. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, same as me. Again, I've seen a lot of people are quite angry about this and it's like reducing their rights and that sort of thing. It's like, well, actually, what about the people who who go to the game and have been double vaccinated, have done everything they can to try and not get it and yeah. want to be able to enjoy sports or anything like that. To me, if you can get vaccinated and you haven't done, it's irresponsible, personally. That's my view. I mean, it's, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree strongly. My personal opinion is... Yeah, the conspiracy theorists would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, I don't understand the logic of... You know, yes, all right. But I mean, and they've even covered the, you know, the, the um, AstraZeneca issue by offering Pfizer to under under forty. So I've had Pfizer. You know, I, yeah. just, I don't see the, yeah, I don't see the issue. All this five G nonsense and bollocks like There's that. There's no need to gloat about being under forty, Peter. Stop it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, you're right. Yeah, that just, is the point. AstraZeneca is the one right... reason you could. You can yeah. understand why people would be reticent, maybe, about that because of the reports. And I have actually got a friend who said he knows someone that. Um, has, has actually had a very serious problem. I won't go into the gory details, but he's had a pro- big, big problem with um, reaction to AstraZeneca. It can happen. But then, as you said, there's alternatives available now. Yeah. And it's becoming... And the, alter- more- the alternative option is you've got more chance of getting COVID, which can be extremely serious. So it's like, well, you know, I mm. just... I just I don't agree with the you know it's kind of like you know freedom of expression freedom of writing that rights and that sort of thing are a two way thing you have to earn them and you have to you know kind of if you if you yeah. don't do things that are so safety responsible you shouldn't have the same rights as people who no I'm not including children who haven't got this I'm not including people who have got illnesses and they're exempt that sort of thing if you if that's the thing and there shouldn't be an issue you should be able to go to football where I would say mm-hmm. if people are you know kind of have been offered a COVID jab and chosen not to have it then yeah. I would rather they weren't in a football ground, because there's more chance of them bringing COVID and putting the country back where we were about, you know, six months ago. Rather, yeah. than... I agree. And I think for their sakes as well, they shouldn't be doing it. I've, some of my clients in my job, um, there's, there's one, one or two people have had it. One, one in particular has said, uh, thankfully not around the time I was having le- uh, giving them lessons, but um, that has said that um, she had it pretty badly. She was knocked out for a few days. She's not regained all her energy back yet to some degree. So she's probably got a, a form of long COVID maybe in the offing there. And a f- couple of friends of hers have sub- subsequently got it through a different um, reason. And um, they've been also knocked out. So you know, it's for their sake alone. You don't, the younger people don't yeah. want to be risking it, really. They shouldn't be. I, I agree with having it. I don't have a problem with it. And I, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's a choice, isn't it? You can make the choice, but you are yeah. effectively having the choice not to not to go into the wider public sphere, really, which includes football matches. It'll be entertaining seeing the queues at the Amex, though, where the first game when we have that and we have the new ticketing system on our phones. Yeah. 
season tickets on the phones now. Have you loaded yours up already? I have done, yeah. Yeah, I have. No, no problems at all, by the way. I, I use Apple. So well, I'm going to get into the ground yet, though. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, the actual, I can see it. So that's good. That's, that's all I'm worried about. It says it's there and it says Brighton versus yeah. Watford. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't actually tried to get into the ground yet. So that might be the first issue. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, when I went to the City game, I don't mention I went to the City game, Peter. Sorry, it's a good no, bit of running joke. That. Was it a good game? I've forgotten what happened. <laughs> no, it was awful. I can't. I can't remember it to be honest. But uh, anyway, when I went to the game, as, as you may have seen some information about it, instead of swiping your card in between the two parts of the the, the sort of like the prong of where you you read it, you actually tapped onto the top of it. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the same thing. So a different point to uh, to where, say, tickets and the old fashioned season tickets would have been. Um, scanned in. I think you've, you've scanned in on the top. I don't know if they're using the same thing. I presume they are. For, for um, anyone who can't see us at the moment, which is all of you, Russ is currently mimicking and showing the different <laughs> points of top and bottom. And <laughs> just, just in the interest of clarity, yeah. We just want so anybody I can be sure exactly what top and bottom are. <laughs> yes, yeah, purely for your sake, Peter, because the top's here. Um, yeah, no, but it's, it's the middle. Uh, it worked, to be honest, it worked fine for me when I went to that game. And I, I, I don't know if anybody else had any problems. I didn't hear of any. Um, but hopefully it will work smoothly. We'll find out. And yep. whether we'll get a full capacity or not, we're still yet to find out, of course, for our first game. Yeah, and first it's only two and a half weeks to well. Burnley. So, mm. And have you decided on Burnley yet? Are you going to go to the game? Still up in the air because we couldn't drive. So it's kind of, I'm not, we're not like rushing. We'll decide near the time. I think it depends on numbers of COVID numbers and that sort of thing and kind of. Yeah. Hmm. Also, are you going to get a Burnley? Are you going to print a, a T-shirt with the the three um, the three penalty misses on it? You know that image you've seen on Twitter and everywhere. Get get a picture of that. Take that to Burnley. See see how the reactions go. Hmm. <laughs> not that I'm implying anyone's racist there or anything, but uh, no, obviously yeah. not. No, we wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't care to uh, suggest <laughs> that. Get a, fly, a plane flying over and do something like blue and white lives matter or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! But anyway, that that's pretty much it. Um, only one other, a couple of other bits of sort of um, footnotes and notices, so to speak. And um, we were hoping to do a quiz, which I, I think we may mention this last week. I can't remember now. Um, but um, we were going to do that. We're going to put probably do that during this year. We put it on ice for a little bit due to lack of availability. Essentially, only you and I have been able to get to the pub, plus Andy Bravery on one occasion, and um, other people weren't available for zoom calls at certain times so we'll probably try and do that but we'll, we'll take a time with it and spread it out over the year you're still up for it though aren't you pete depends on how hard the questions are probably <laughs> russell hard oh, so it could be could be could be tricky this this could be tricky based on well, what you need to bear in mind when you write my questions i'll have to write yours so uh yes i know yeah <laughs> that's true 1922 yeah. on the third <laughs> of july on the third of may bright brighton played this team in this game who scored the second goal and it was the reserves <laughs> league yeah yeah um yeah so so that will be coming up um as always of course if you can follow us as they now call it on apple and other other devices um follow us that would be great subscribing basically um if you can hit five stars that will really help us still and if you can write reviews that'd be great as well um there's also the film fives podcast i do with my mate phil um you can check that one out it's just called film fives and there's a twitter handle film fives written alphabetically with the number one after film fives one um there's also a facebook group for that um we for here for brighton rock we've got brighton rock podcast at gmail.com if anyone wants to email us with their thoughts questions or observations on the albion or beyond um and i think that pretty much rounds up this part of the episode i'm hoping as i said to catch up with um simon so 
if I have done, that will be following this on this same episode. But um, I think that's pretty much it. Peter, any more from you? Uh, not from my side, no. Okay, then we're on with part two. I've now got Simon with me, Simon Tipple, who's been on the show before. Um, we're at Enfield Town watching a golf fest. I think it's Enfield one ball with three, as it stands. Um, pre-season, eh? Do you ever get to pre-season games? Yeah, I'm always so starved of football normally during the summer. Obviously a bit different this year. But yeah. But I suppose the difference this year is actually being able to get to go and watch football after it yeah. feels like not being able to go for so long. Yeah. So somehow I've ended up at... Enfield versus Boreham Wood. <laughs> <laughs> local for me, local for one of your friends as well, which is yeah. partly why you ended up here. Yeah. It's a good ground. I've been here a few times with you. You used to live in Enfield, didn't you? Um, and yeah, pre season's a bit of a weird one at the moment. Um, Luton, we've got them where you might be going to. Yeah, the, the yeah, weekend. I'm, I'm yeah. going for the train ride and the Marks of Spencer's Belgian Argus <laughs> more than anything. Um, That's what we always go for away games for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never anything yeah, worth around, apart from that. Apparently there's 120 minutes of football we got to sit through, but no, be, <laughs> You make it sound like a, <laughs> like a bind watching pre-season no, I'm games. Lo- I'm looking forward to going. It'd be nice to go to an away day again. It'd be yeah. first time I've been away since yeah. um, Sheffield United yeah. and uh, and then I'll see if you could go away, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. And you've been in a work-from-home job, haven't you, as well, so you've been cooped up like most of us. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind yeah. of weird to get out a bit more. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so the Albion, firstly, quick word on the way the season concluded. Happy overall with the way it kind of panned out, because I think we were talking most way through the season, and I think we've kind of slight upward trajectory from there, didn't we, I think? Yeah, I, I never felt worried last season. Yeah. Perhaps I should have been, but... <laughs> It always felt like the way we were playing, the famous words of too good yeah. to go down, but it felt like that. Yeah. I always felt confident that we'd be fine, um, and we were fine. And I I think I feel similar going into this season, mm. and this season is, you just, everyone will be saying exactly the same thing. It's hoping we can turn the performances into points. Yeah, um, we should. Um, By the law of averages, at least, we should be able to have an upward improvement on last year based on the personnel I think even if White does go you'd think we're well placed to cope with mm. White going yeah. it looks at the moment like Basuma will stay which yeah. I think will be massive yeah. um, and it looks like we've got a bit of money to spend um, and I'll, I'll butcher his name is it Cucurella the, the left winger Cucurilla yeah, I think yeah. might be getting in yeah. it's tremendously exciting on YouTube yeah. so him bombing down the flank on the left it could be very nice with um, if we can get Lamptey back or even uh, Liv Romento the yeah. Chelsea lad could be, yeah. be quite nice um, and I think um, Mwepu could be a nice, yeah. nice partnership with Basuma but obviously what we haven't said at the moment is a striker mm. um, yes yeah, uh, so that old chestnut <laughs> yeah I, you had my brother on I think didn't you uh, Rich, yeah, yeah that I brother. Remember, yeah. I yeah. remember him mentioning um, Andone. He, I don't think he said he was going to turn up, come back, and score loads of goals in the second half of that season. Which obviously didn't quite happen. But I've still, I don't know. He'll probably not even play for us. We'll get rid of him on deadline day or something. Probably. There's but, always sneaking possibility, isn't there? That he's, he's still yeah. training with us at the moment. He is a good player on his day. There's a feeling when he's not elbowing people. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably be proved horribly wrong, but you do feel like he can score a goal. Yeah. Um, good header of the ball as well even though he's not yeah. a big guy and you kind of weirdly feel he could yeah. be better in this team than in the Hewton team yeah. 
Um, I thought it was a shame that we let him go when we did let him go. Mm. So he obviously he scored on the opening day at Watford, didn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. Um, and you thought, I remember that day thinking how well him and Wolpe linked up and played together yeah. and being quite disappointed when he went. Yeah. So He scored two, two headed goals actually against Huddersfield. Your, your mate that's Huddersfield yeah, fan is yeah. somewhere here tonight as well. Yeah. Um, be pleased to hear that's why and we're saying this when he's not around but um yeah he's he could he could get in amongst the goals and uh yeah i don't think anyone who's now being found would be wanting to pin our hopes no. on that but you know i think for me personally it would be quite i'd like to see him as maybe one of the group of strikers yeah um, and i think you could you know there's a potential upside where he could do well there yeah and maybe someone like conley going out on loan to try and get some yeah. More experience and hopefully, I think Conley needs to go somewhere where he can start scoring goals. I think so. Yeah, just, he needs to reset, doesn't he? Yeah. Just get his get his confidence up and get some experience on a more regular basis, yeah. without the weight of expectation that you'd get yeah. at a club like ours. Yeah, yeah. Quick word. One person has gone. Matty Ryan. Quick word on yeah. him. What's your thoughts on that? And also something I didn't mention earlier when I was talking to Peter on the, for this episode as he's just picked up a knee injury. Uh, apparently he's had some surgery already. May only be a few weeks, but not a good start to his time as Sossier. But um, what was your thoughts on him leaving, though? Um, I've got no problem with him leaving in yeah. terms of Sanchez has come in and been fantastic. And I don't think you'd put Ryan in ahead of no. Sanchez. So in that yeah. sense, it completely makes sense. And he's not going to be happy being number two. No. He'd want to get game time. Yeah. I, I liked Ryan when he was with us. I didn't personally get particularly upset by the comments I think he made that wound mm. some people up. I thought mm. that didn't really bother me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's probably on pretty big wages. I think we've got a good young goalkeeper yeah. and good good luck to him. I hope the injury isn't serious. Yeah. Um, and we've got this new lad coming in, of course. Um, Sherpin, yeah. Sherpin. He's a big lad. He's very tall, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was possible to be taller than Dan Byrne, but apparently it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. he, he looks very tall, doesn't he? And he looks good, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, final words. We'll probably get some tannoy interruptions in a minute because half-time is just happening. Um, but um, final word quickly on us overall. How do you think we're going to do... Where are we going to finish, and etc. etc. Um, optimistic that we'll that we'll make improvements. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it will take much for us to make a number of places up in the league table. But you know, it felt like that a lot last season. So we'll, we'll wait yeah. and see. But I don't think we'll go down. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Well, Simon, it's great to catch up with you, especially in the flesh. I've spoken to you um, on Zoom a couple of times and obviously elsewhere on WhatsApp and stuff. First time in the flesh I've seen you for a long time. It's great. Great to see you. And we've, we've been here before. So we might even be here again at Enfield. A free one at half time. We saw Albion play here once. We, we did. We saw Malumbi scoring that goal over there. We did indeed, yes. At the, um, yeah, the opposite end to where we are. Yeah. Indeed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe again. And we've been doing some features with Worthing. Worthing will be up here at some point next season. I might have to try and get along to that game as well. Yeah. Anyway, Simon, cheers. Thanks very much. I'm going to get you to sign out with me um, by saying, stand or fall, the Albion. Albion. Cheers. Podcast Network.